You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Hello, welcome back to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. And I'm Harvey. And I am thrilled to have yet another episode where, again, we're not talking to other Laguerres. Yay! <laughs> if you've listened to this season, it's been like my cousin my cousin's friend, my cousin's friend's barber, and then my family again. We've run the gamut of the Laguerre clan and got a large Haitian family. Huge, dare I say. Massive. Massive, but this week. (laughs) Massive. (laughs) But this week, we have somebody that is not family, but hopefully will become family soon. Oh. I think so. We talk to people, we connect. And I think we make a nice connection and we can say, you know, that's fair. Oh, wow. Look at you. You're so sweet. Inviting people into your ever-expanding family. Huge. And there's still room for more. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hot, hot mess. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm really excited. Um, Today, we have a very special couple. Uh, We've been following them on social media and we hope you guys fall in love with them just as we have. And today, super excited to introduce, yay, our favorite couple from social media, Dinae and Chanel. What, what? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks hey for guys. coming on. How are you guys today? We're, We're great. Friends. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much for having us. We're honored to be a part of what you guys are doing here. Yes. No, we're so blessed to have you guys sharing your story here. And I think we should really just jump right in. So where does your love story begin? In college. Our love story begins on the campus of Delaware State University. Yes. Back in 2005. Well, we became friends in 2005. uh, But our love story, what would you say began? What year was that? For me, it, it started to feel romantic in 2008. And then it became official in 2009. That's the way yep. I remember it. Yeah, I would say so. Um, we were friends first. Um, we took a break from being friends, uh, but the universe put us back together after about a year or so, right? Of not. I'd say a little less. But... Okay, I'm sorry. Well, maybe it was about a second <laughs> Um, It felt long, but maybe it wasn't. Um, But the universe brought us back together and put us as roommates um, in the same apartment. And we were just, you know, flabbergasted because we didn't request each other as roommates. Uh, And she just couldn't believe that I didn't request her when she found out that we would be roommates together. Um, So once we became roommates, we became rekindled again. Our friendship started to grow. Um, And then the romance came. Then the romance. <laughs> um, so I became interested in her. Um, I became intrigued more and more when the closer we got once we moved in as roommates. We lived right down the hall from one of those four bedroom apartment. And we just always uh, hung out together. We got our friendship, like I said, kicked back off again. But it became romantic for me. I think I noticed um one day she complimented me and it made me feel extra like especially in tingly inside and I knew that from that point I was like okay I must this is more but I had complimented you before I know but I really felt it that day 
said what that. What was that day, though? You know what I'm talking about, right? I know the day you're talking about. Okay, but, but I didn't say anything I don't special. know. I just walked out feeling, like, really feeling myself that day. Oh, you knew you were cute? No, I just, I don't know. It was something different. Maybe because you said, oh, like, you know, the way I caught you. I think it was the way I caught you by the eye. It, it was, was in my eyes. I was looking yeah, at Yeah, it was the okay. way you looked. And I, I liked it because during that time, I still was interested secretly. And I didn't realize it that I was interested, but I was um, interested in you. Um, the more we hung out and uh, we started watching L Word together. Ooh, and child. because before <laughs> her, I had never uh, been with a woman um, in, in a sexual way. So um, once we started watching L Word and things started, you know, just going over in my mind and I'm like, oh man, just, you, you know. Waste, <laughs> you wondering. waste no time getting to the sexual ways. Oh no. <laughs> no. And it okay. wasn't until her birthday that it was her 21st birthday to be exact. Um, we had a toga party at the school. And we didn't have a toga party. The school was having a toga party. Well, Let's yeah. be clear. Okay, we went to a toga party. We black. We don't have toga parties. You're right. Um, <laughs> it was anyway. We, we went to a toga party after it was a celebration also for your 21st birthday. Um, I went with my friends, she went with her friends, but I was um, separated from my friends at one point and met back up with her. And I just um, went for it with you her. You did not meet back up with me. I found you drunk. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want We're going to have to dive into this toga party. Hold on. Toga party. So lit. Everyone was like wasted at this toga party. But Chanel was a little more wasted than us. So Yeah, I was lit. You know, you're lit. lit and you're the only everybody's like dang hey we've we've looked high and low for chanel so i'm backing up somewhere like it's my birthday you know i'm not worried about none of that so they're like oh we can't find her we need your help so i find you in a bathroom in the handicap stall like getting ready to be in it early it looked like but you were just in a bad way and i was like oh thank god i found you girl you're all right let's tighten it up let's go and he was like yeah let's go into the stall and <laughs> yeah and i was like oh no and we went at it. Well, I went at it with her. So we and, did not go at it. Um, because we were friends, I kind of like took her, like took her back. Like it was, she wasn't expecting that. Absolutely at all. not. Um, taken aback, I should have said. Yes. Um, I didn't know what came over me. You know, drunk minds speak sober thoughts. Absolutely. And, um, it was my chance. We were alone, and um, I went for <laughs> it. It was my chance. We were alone. I and you are telling me right now. And do you want to finish the story? Um, I mean, you you already took point. Go ahead and bring it on home. From oh, well, from then on, um, she was already kind of seeing someone at that time. Um, but she made it, she ended up making a decision like, you know, I can't keep, you know, if I feel, if she had started realizing she had feelings for me. So she had to let the other person know, like, hey, you know, we just got to be friends because I think this relationship, I want to give it a go at. And she chose me. And I really feel special for that because she chose me. And, like, it's it was everything. But after that, you know, it was kind of just just love from there and on out. Um, we got married in 2012. Um, we were already living together, so it's not like it was a change when we moved in and they got our own place together. We're already shaking up. Right. Um, <laughs> we got married in 2012. 
uh, we moved from Delaware to New York, back to me to Delaware once she got pregnant. And now we have a two-year-old son. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going we okay, to yeah. pull back I know, a bit. right? Yeah. We got like the, the cliff notes. Hold on, let's dive into some of that. Y'all see me like, I'm going to just let I'm gonna just let Chanel go and fire, fire all this stuff off. And I'll, I'll let y'all reel back in because my, my, you, you put the pedal to the metal with the story, didn't you? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. That. We moved to, we, we went to the toga party. It's been love. <laughs> of it all that was the beginning it was it was, it was good. okay thanks you did good. i tried you did good. i know it's, a, it's been a lot of years mm -hmm. so it's a lot has happened throughout those years but um i'm grateful and blessed for them every day absolutely <laughs> okay. that's fantastic we'll definitely get if you know we'll talk about the children if you want we have four kids so we know the parental struggle you know i in particular because it's me with the four of them and you know she out there chilling out there in the workforce oh it's not it's not chilling it's not chilling <laughs> i know i'm joking i we switch i did it too so i'm just saying thank you <laughs> what, you talking about you stay here with the four kids see how long until you want to go back okay. but it's all <laughs> so let's go back to the uh to the toga party let's mm -hmm. let's let's revert uh -huh. so. <laughs> I'd love to hear more about that, but from Dine's ex like perspective. Yeah. So the toga party for me was, um, it was very shocking for me. It caught me out of left field. Like to that point, Nell and I's relationship have been very pure, like very intimate, close, but not in any sort of way sexual. Um, so for me, it was a big energy shift because now you're coming at me in like sort of a, predatory sexual alpha sort of way that I'm just not used to you, um, you know, sort of exerting yourself or like positioning yourself. And it, it just, I don't know. It like, like Chanel said, it took me aback. Um, and I don't do romantic dalliances with friends. So I just had a negative reaction straight away. I remember shoving you. Um, and <laughs> I remember you looking so mortified, like, oh my gosh, like, did I cross the line? But it was reflexive. It wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't angry. I wasn't any of things. I was just shocked. So Chanel came into my, my personal space and kissed me. Um, right, no consent. Girl. Hey, Don't kiss do that. I mean, that's what happened. Okay, but you make... You, well, you, when you know better, you do better. Um, you wouldn't do that that way. No, she no I wouldn't. Right? Okay. So... Um, so just came into my space and kind of shoved me against a bathroom stall wall and kissed me. And I kind of shoved back, like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't what friends do. This is not feel friendly at all. And, you know, tighten up. Um, and then Chanel kind of gagged and then snapped out of it and got even more aggressive. Like, no, like, you're not going to, you're not going to push me off. Cause I feel like, I feel like you want this too. And I was just like, no, this is not, even if this is what you decide you want, like, is this not how it'll happen? So, um, yeah, I cleaned my homegirl up and I got her back out to the dance floor where she belonged and we carried on with our night and the rest of my birthday night. And that turned out to be a very interesting, emotionally charged night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that, the toga party was definitely a night to remember. My 21st birthday did not disappoint in any way. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So the morning after, once we're able to like really 
gather all of our thoughts and everything. And, you know, everybody's just a little bit more sober than they may have been a few hours earlier. <laughs> what was that conversation like? It was building all day long because my girlfriends were in town and they were all staying at our apartment. So it was all up. Everything helped her scouts or a lot of rah-rah all day long around my birthday, but then come like sunset or whatever, when everyone's going back home and everything, and we're cleaning up our apartment, I sit down and I'm like watching my new Sex in the City DVD already for like the third time that day. I'm getting comfortable. And Chanel comes and sits in the armchair and she's like, so we're going to talk about what happened last night or no. So mind you, now I'm the one who's gagging because in my mind, when a friend does something, you know, unbecoming or, you know, just out of character when they're inebriated, you don't bring it up the next day. You, It's paid. Like, that doesn't matter. But apparently it mattered very much to Chanel enough to bring it up again and want me as an audience, like, we're going to talk about this. And I'm just like, sis, we're not, we're not going to talk about this. I'm doing you a favor. It's paid. We're moving on. Um, and long story short, I guess Chanel wasn't about to be paid. I want to, I want to crack at it. I'm serious, and you're not going to push me off. And I was like, okay. And it made me sit up in my chair a little bit, you know. But I still wasn't. <laughs> I like authoritative folks, but I still wasn't. Um, you don't need to co-sign. Girl, you guys are cute. I wasn't convinced that this is something that I should even be doing. I'm, I'm just, I'm very. Um, I have a lot of boundaries my, around my friendships and my relationships, and I just never saw myself allowing our um, our platonic friendship to be, it, I mean, it was romantic, it was poetic, it was all that yummy, gushy, you know, butterfly stuff, but without the sex, it was like the best of, it was like the ultimate romance, like it was, it was beautiful. It was all, it was rich and full without what I would say perverting it, if you will, with something sexual, so I just... I naturally had a negative reaction. It's not a path I wanted to go down. Okay. It felt really good as it, as it stood. It felt amazing as it stood. So, I mean, as we know, sex complicates things. So I feel like I wore her down. You did. <laughs> yeah. You really, you I was persistent. very persistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a challenge for me also. Um, and I took that challenge, like I was dedicated to it. And yeah, I didn't realize back then, like how, now I realize how like hard I went at you. But you knew beforehand she's a hard nut to crack. You knew what she was gonna have to do. You knew it. Yeah, okay. I would say so. Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. And that must've been a fine line to try to walk because, you know, you wanna pursue, but you don't wanna push her away. Yeah, because I, I didn't feel like I was, I never even thought about like, oh my God, what if she doesn't want to be friends with me again? I didn't even think about anything like that. I just went for it uh, without thinking about the consequences because um, that's just sometimes like when I was younger, especially that's how impulsive I was. Mm -hmm. um, I just did what I felt was right and didn't think about anything else. Um, but if she like decided to not be friends with me after that, I don't know what I would have done. So that definitely you know, hindsight is like that. Be devastated because we had already broken up once as friends. We yeah. had a whole friend breakup, okay? Because she was trying me constantly. And I was like, this isn't either, you're chopped. But, you know, <laughs> forgive So let me, can I ask, um, so Shana, I want to ask, now you said impulsive. 
in terms of when you decide to make this move, when you decided to go for it, was was that a move because you saw love or was it more just real attraction? That first uh, time you made the move. Uh, that first time it was very animalistic. I would say that <laughs> it wasn't, I loved her beneath, I had already loved her prior to that, to me experiencing mm -hmm. that with her and having those feelings for her. Um, was already so my, deep. Yeah, I had already had love feelings for her when we were just friends. So that was already there. And I didn't even realize that because uh, as I got older, I was like, dang, I never loved a friend like her before. I did things for her as friends that I never did for any other friend before ever. You should have known though, that it was yeah, different based on the known. stuff you was doing. You were sweating me. I know, I should have known that. <laughs> I was like even feeling her, you know, un, you know, unbeknownst to myself back then because I like boys as far as I knew. And right, right, we like boys. Like, what is this? Yeah. So I just was like, oh, I guess I really like her as a friend. Like, oh, and I didn't, and everybody else questioned it around me, but I didn't question it. It just was being <laughs> all my girlfriends were like, Dana, I'm sorry, but that's kind of gay. Like, she keep doing all this stuff. Like, we're our, we're your day ones, Dana. We've known each other since we were snotty nose and shitty butt. And like, we don't do the stuff that she does for you. Like, it's kind of gay it's borderline gay and I'm like what are y'all talking about it's friendship it's devotional and I know it's a little bit gay though and I didn't <laughs> <laughs> hear that you know right I mean? like I can because even back then with young me like 17 year old me I was just reaffirming in my mm. mind like so once I went for it with her, that point for me was, it was all sexual. Cause by that time I had really thought about experiencing um, sex with a woman. I really wanted to try it. And I felt really comfortable with her, always have. And that's what drew me into her to begin with. Like I felt super comfortable with her, always let my guard down around her. Uh, so I wanted to experience it with somebody that I had already like felt comfortable with. And I felt like she might have knew what she was doing as well. So that didn't like, that was another thing that made me like really want to go for it. That's why when she said that, I kind of questioned her like, you know, you want this too. And she knows she did, but yeah. because of her situation going on currently and because we're friends, I feel like she didn't want to like let herself go completely for it. What, what, what would make you think I wanted it? Like, because of like your reaction. Like, what, gagging? Well, more than that, I feel like you gave in to the kiss. No. Yes. Yeah, you kissed just a little you bit. You ain't kissed. Barely. <gasps> Barely. Like, it. I mean, it was a deep kiss because you was forceful. Like, you you pushed up on me, but then I, like, shoved you back. Like Okay, this. yeah, but it was longer than, like... I'm talking half-second tops. Okay, maybe I'm imagining something else. Half I second times. Time slowed down for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. It just... really did. It really did. I wasn't in it like you were in it. You were just having to touch these lips, baby. I was gagging, okay? I wasn't oh. in it like you were in it at that point. Well, I guess it wasn't that long. I went to that. Well, it was everything for me, honey. And I'm here for that. I really am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's fast forward through the timeline just a little bit. And let's talk about once you guys decide that you're actually going to try this, did it 
go slow from there with like, all right, let's try maybe a date or were the circumstances different because you guys were already living together. You already had like a history. Um, I would say that was a really good balance because even though we were already living together, which is like you would think fast forwarding things like super fast, um, we still courted like really, I, I would say traditionally in a sense, like my first, our first date was extremely, you know, traditional and, and very romantic and I was very genteel. I think that was probably the most gentlemanly sort of <laughs> presentation probably. you've gotten in the whole time we've mm -hmm. been romantic. Um, no, we, we definitely courted um, for a while. There, it, it, I wouldn't say it was rushed into at all. The feelings came on strong, but I managed to, I think we, we kept a handle on things to not kind of, I don't know, something about how women fall in love that is just in this crazy time warped, super it's fast. Typically. Yeah, situation. And I feel like compared to a lot of what I've seen, <laughs> it, it, it was it was paced. I feel like there was how, a lot of balance. How long before we were talking babies though? We weren't even married when we, before we were talking no. babies. Mm -mm. But from this, I mean, by that time we were 24. No, we were 20, we were 22 when we were talking babies. And like, yeah. So I don't know. And then we got together 20, so like two years, which is like five years in gay. <laughs> so like Yeah, you're right. We did take our time. We took our time. Yeah. Probably because we were already living together. It was just already, you know. Most people don't think considering we were already living together, I feel like we really took as much time as a person can take when they're sure about something. Yeah. You know? It was, it was also to some degree also like why waste time? So it was, there was a balance. Because when you know, you know. So your friends, you're living together. Now the emotions have come through. It's, it's the dynamic of living together while all of this is progressing is interesting. You know, because I'm a guy and you know, I'm, I see this woman, I want to date her, and we date, I take her out, I take her home, and then I get to separate from her, and then hope she's dreaming about me or thinking about me, but what was it like? Oh, we're dating, we go out, oh, it's, it was so nice, oh, maybe we can do it again, and we just go back home, and <laughs> go to your separate rooms. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, that's what like it was. Like Chanel was saying, we had a four-bedroom apartment. It was two two bedrooms on one side, two bedrooms on the other, and then a common room in the middle. So when we came through our front door, Chanel would hang a left, and I would hang a right at times, and we would go to our separate rooms within our own apartment. So it was like living together, but not exactly like having to be up on top of each other because we had we had our own separate spaces, spaces still. within the apartment. Yeah. Well, Chanel knew pretty fast. Dinay, when exactly did you start feeling like, you know, this is it? Like, don't look at me like, you know, <laughs> when did you know? I knew super fast and it's ridiculous. So Chanel shot her shot in the, the gym that night, October. October 4th. October 5th was the next day that you said, take me seriously, I'm not playing with you. And the end of October, four weeks later, we had sex for the first time. And then December, we had like a really official like date where we wanted to take it serious, like no more humping around, like this could be something. And then 
I'm gonna say by February after the holiday season and Valentine's Day and all that stuff was behind us, I knew before February was out that I would marry him. Yeah, she said, I love you first. And I remember telling Rachman, like, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna use the language I use, but I'm, I'm messed up out here in these streets. Like, I, I think I'm, I think she's ruining me for everybody else. Like, I think this is it. Like Mike Jack, like it's, this is, this is it. And he was like, don't do that. Like, don't play with this girl. Like we love CC. Like, what are you talking about? You're just being silly. You don't even like girls like that, like that. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but then it was when he saw that I was like dead serious. Like I, it wasn't one of my, you know, moments. He was like, oh my God, like you're for real. And I was like, I, I, I'm for real. And I don't know how I'm for real, but I'm, I'm 100% for real. Like, I think I'm going to marry her. I know it makes absolutely no sense at this point whatsoever. Um, but that's what it feels like to me. And that's what it was. So we got one friend's reaction to you guys as a couple. How was everybody else's reaction, family, friends, and so forth as things become more serious and you guys are really letting the world know or your world know? Was everybody pretty much accepting of it? No, um, I guess we can start starting at the, the top of the hierarchy with the elders and you know how that goes in black families. Mm -hmm. There was actually a negative response and then some elders came around and then some, some elders did not. Yeah. And then you make your way down to our parents. Um, for the most part, what was outwardly displayed was support um, and the we love you no matter what. Um, attitude, you're still my kid, um, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that I guess you'd want a parent to say came about fast enough. Um, with, I would say within like a year or two. Um, and to me, that's that's coming around. It's like parents, I, I know a lot of people don't tend to, when you're queer, you don't tend to really care about what the people that you're coming out are going through when they're hearing certain things about you. But I definitely cared a lot about what they were experiencing. Um, learning something like that, that significant about someone that they thought they knew everything about being as though they raised that person. Um, so it's a process for parents. And I feel like I gave a lot of grace there as, as much as I possibly could. And I did, I felt like I didn't have to do it for very long. So I have no complaints there. Um, and then with the people like our younger folks, like our, our peers and cousins and all of that, it was like, who the hell cares? Um, mm -hmm. We love you guys. We've been new this anyway, et cetera, et cetera. Right. <laughs> and with the babies, they just, they love us. Like the little, our little, little guys got kids and nieces, nephews, et cetera. They love us. Mm -hmm. So I would say the biggest hurdle is at the very top of that, that totem pole with our elders. And that's for anyone black and not just queer, but honestly alternative in any way. Um, the elders don't like that, honey, you better call the line because this is how we do it in this family. So it was to be expected. Mm -hmm. Would it have mattered if they eventually, if you never got that full support? Absolutely not. No, it definitely wouldn't have stopped us from doing us at all. Because there's nothing that you can give me um, that could supplement what right. I'm experiencing here. So it's not worth the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. So now let's jump forward a little bit more to your decision to get married. Um, who was the first person to really bring that up 
on on a real level? Is there like an engagement story? We don't have an engagement story because we honestly had always been open and honest about where we were going to go with this from the gate. Um, once we realized that how serious we were and that we did want to build a family together. And back then we knew we wanted, like we had to get married. That was the first step in building our family, getting married, making sure that we um, acknowledge our union together, our love together. Um, so it was a mutual decision, um, no big engagement story. We got matching tattoos um, to sign instead of rings to signify our rings since it's forever. We got our number 13, that's our lucky number. Um, we got matching ones on our ring finger. Um, we're not as traditional as most other people are. We do things our way. Um, we got married in our own way. Um, we went down to the courthouse, just had our best friends there and our God kids to support us. And then we just had a celebration dinner for our closest family members after. Um, and that was all we really needed in that moment. Like we didn't need all that extra because we knew, um, we just wanted to celebrate our love. It worked out that we were young and broke. Yeah. But <laughs> our broke, we really still would have done something. Right. So, small. so small because we were still yeah. so, we were baby gays. Like right. we were still so, we're not who we are now. We weren't settled in that. And we, we just didn't want to feel like a spectacle because back then it was like, oh, gay wedding, oh, gay wedding. You know what I mean? Like people wanted to come and spectate and like watch you, which we got enough of just going to the grocery store here or yeah. there or whatever. Like we're from a small town in a small state and this is like early or, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 13 yeah. years or yes. so ago. Um, it's not what it is now. Mm -hmm. So we were over being sideshows and we weren't going to be that on our day. Right. So it, it just was out for us. We got married in Delaware State University sweatshirts and Jordans and just got it over with. Um, and I remember we were sitting at home, we were eating cheesesteaks and we were like, we should get married. Like, we should just do that. And Chanel, I, I think I said it. I think I was mm -hmm. like, I think we should get married. She said it. And Chanel was like, yeah, I mean, that makes, that makes sense. And he was like, I think you were like, I think that's good for the tax stuff too, right, babe? And I was like, yeah, we're, we're young. We're like, how old are we? Like, we're like fresh out of college. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, I think that's really good for the tax stuff too, if we get married, right? And I was like, yeah, babe, it's really good for the tax stuff. And it was, it was as simple as that. And we just, yeah. we just ate our cheesesteaks. And like a couple of weeks later, we were married. Yep. <laughs> Everything about that sounds so perfect. Like from the fact that it was cheesesteaks. Okay. Like yeah. I'm hungry right now. <laughs> from the fact that it was cheesesteaks. So that it was just a simple discussion because we really don't have an engagement story either. It was also for us just kind of like a discussion. And then, you know, it turned into... I yeah. guess the same thing. We we, no, as, we also went to City Hall. Yeah, the, as we're listening to them, yeah. this is our same story. Yeah, I didn't propose. We just like, it was assumed. It was just expected between us. We're going to get married. It's just a matter of when, how, right. whatever, all <laughs> the semantics. We're just going to do it. And we were, let's say you were young and we were broke because I'm older than you. <laughs> so I won't say young and broke. But we went, got married. We had, you know, Two people we had witnesses your brother my friend got married and we literally were broke like we went to burger king afterwards that's how we celebrated mm -hmm. and it was like base like the kids ate 
we had really good fries. We'll say that. Like that was, it was big, but again, it's, we wanted to get married, let the world know, whatever. And we didn't have the funds to go big, but we went big and we got married, right? Oh, when we renewed our vows. Right, but I just meant in general, the go yeah. big for us was the union. So yeah. we understand exactly what you're talking about. And it's yeah. Big. Was there a change in your relationship? So now you guys, cheesesteaks, marriage, is there a difference? Do you find a difference now that you're married? Is the relationship different or are you guys are just kind of gliding along? Did anything change? Did any, anything become different now that you're a married couple as opposed to just two people who are in love living together? I would say absolutely yes. For me, immediately, everything elevated. The stakes are higher. When I'm playing around and I'm being stupid, now I'm affecting my family. It's just different immediately. Yeah. Um, it makes you, you know, it, 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 I mean, we were young, but it, it grew us up mm -hmm. um, and allowed us not to take um, each other for granted or ever abuse one another or, you know, just treat, I mean, as, and essentially treat each other in any way that we wouldn't want our grandparents or our parents treated just because like, okay, that's what you think about when you think about your family, your aunts, your uncles, your grandma, your, well, you're my family too. I can't hurt you or dishonor you without hurting you. I mean, hurting myself or dishonoring myself. It doesn't doesn't work like that anymore. Um, so I feel like it definitely it, there was an immediate sense of more more responsibility. Everything was more dutiful um, and more respectful. I do agree right with away. that. Uh, you do start to view things not differently, but just on a more elevated level. Um, you have goals now you want to accomplish them and in order to accomplish them you have to make sure that it works do necessary things to make sure that you guys still click um, and just be the best person you can be but do it together um, so I do feel like as we got older we definitely grew up together we could say that um, we matured together uh, we we discovered who we are as adults together. We became, yeah, we became grownups together. Yeah. Like, definitely. We were kids when we met. We were 17. Like, you don't know. You don't know what you think you know when you're 17. And mm -hmm. I mean, change, I mean, as much as I love you, if you were the same exact person as you were when I met you, we wouldn't be together right now. Oh, I know that. Like, you have to change. <laughs> you have to elevate. You know what I mean? And, as the person changes, if if you're meant to be together, you know, their changes would just complement your lifestyle and the direction you're going in, in your trajectory. You know what I mean? Like, but change is just, it's inevitable and you just have to welcome it. It's been a, it's been a minute since 2008 when you first tried me <laughs> in that bathroom. <laughs> a Child, lot has changed. A lot has changed. So much. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the biggest changes I'm sure came with the family planning once you added to the fold. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, you know, how long into the marriage was that? And then what did that bring into the marriage? Like what were the changes and obstacles you had to overcome at that point? Well, we got married when we were 24. Um, and I was pregnant and had my baby 30, 31. Mm -hmm. So about seven years of, and that's like 17 years in lesbian 
time um, when it comes to <laughs> family growing and adding members and such. Like that was mm -hmm. like a that was a long time mm -hmm. to wait to add a member to our family. Um, we did a lot of planning and a lot of seeking and reading and study and praying and sacrificing during said time um, until things just felt right, like 100% right. And then we made a move. Mm -hmm. And we were blessed for it. Yep. We didn't have a tumultuous TTC journey. Um, we didn't we didn't experience all of this heartbreak and all of this disappointment um, that so many people we love have had to endure. We just feel so blessed in that regard. Growing our family was very simple for us. And I think the universe just knew what it was given because we're too tender to take and endure a lot of what we know people have. Um, so yeah, that's why we're very vocal about ways that are, you know, easy and, you know, economical. And like when people ask us questions, we're, we're open about our journey and our path to parenthood because we just want as many people to experience the sort of blessing that we've experienced by choosing, choosing to add another member and to keep adding them. Mm -hmm. So seven years before you got pregnant. So do you think that those seven years aside from the planning, and the praying and all the preparation that you did. Did that time before you had the child and your relationship kind of grew and you got tighter and you changed and became different people, did that help one, the marriage and then two, the eventual being parents? What do you think that time frame did for you two as a couple and then eventually as parents, if you can think about that? I feel like it gave us time to have to ourselves. I was always told growing up, once you get married, you need to travel before you have kids. Um, I had that opportunity to go to different places, um, just do things on the whim, take weekends here and there, um, move from state to state, uh, just make brash decisions sometimes that you don't make when you have children. Um, and we were afforded that because we were young um, and we just, did things our way. So I definitely feel like that was a good enough, it was a good time to have to enjoy each other before we had our little one along because once he came along, that was ooh, like, well, you know, you're, <laughs> and you have four. Um, so it just having him just one, even though we plan to grow our family, it definitely um, rocked our world. Uh, but in a good way, and I wouldn't change it for one bit, but I do appreciate the time that we did have to share together prior to him arriving and blessing us. Absolutely. And I, I was just telling Chanel the other day, like, I always said I didn't want to be a 30-year-old mom because that's an old mom. And now I'm like, shoot, should I have waited till 35? I mean, because at the end of the day, <laughs> my child is just so lucky that he got, you know, 31-year-old me and not 21-year-old oh, me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he deserves so much better than 21-year-old me. But 21-year-old me wanted mm -hmm. to have a baby at 21. Like I wanted to be a couple weeks out of undergrad and pregnant. You feel me? Like I always wanted to be a mom and let's get this show on the road. So the waiting, that seven-year period, if I'm being completely honest, was a lot more difficult for me it than it was for Chanel. Um, because I just, I was like, this is what I'm called to do. And you are just blocking my blessings with all this weight talk. I don't know, like, I don't like this, um, but it was the right thing to do. 
when I when I searched myself, it was the right thing to do. It was it was ego and you know, just me being in my own way and not thinking about what was best. But things happen when they're supposed to happen and we made a move at the right time. And I think we're both mature enough to be parents now and actually mm-hmm. parent so intentionally with so much honor and respect for our children that just wouldn't have been there a decade ago trying to do this. Not the same way. I think we would have loved our kids at no matter what age we brought them into our family, but when you know better, you do better. And I think that's that's the bottom line. Yep, pretty much. I'm glad I was at least 30 when I had my child because 20 year old me didn't serve no child at all. <laughs> that poor baby. 20 year old you was a child. Yes. So we're thankful that he came when he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So you were thankful. So we did kind of ask about family in terms of your relationship. So again, what was the response with family and now you guys having a child? Did you get the same kind of support? Was it a different vibe? Where did people stand? Excitement, mostly. Mostly excitement from both sides. Initially shock. Yeah, definitely shock. I don't know if people were ready or if they just didn't think it could happen, but definitely shocked but everyone mm-hmm. came around and just was excited for a baby because they're there he's the first in this generation like as far as well it's no. great it's my he's our son is my grandmother's first biological great-grandchild wow. so very very excited um just a lot of excitement and he's also the first new baby in my family on my maternal side in a long time like we haven't had a fresh one in a while so <laughs> he satisfied everyone's fever he came like right on time right on time he put out a lot of fires okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know it's just it's funny like you want something like, like I remember when 27 hit, I remember that was a hard year for us. We're only a couple months apart. So we're both 27 that year. Chanel's cool as a cucumber and I'm freaking out because everything I've read says, no, my hormone levels start dropping at 27. My, my, my eggs are dying. (laughs) I have to have a baby now. Like I started my, I remember I cried pretty much like most of the day on my 27th birthday. Cause I was like, I'm all dried up now. Like, what am I celebrating? Like, just because I didn't have a baby, it was bad. Like, so, you know, I, I, I said all that to say, like, you, you want something so bad, like I can't eat, can't sleep, I need this. But sometimes like things really do come when they're supposed to, like mm-hmm. you can, you can want it all day long, but things are just going to come when they're supposed to come. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong with learning in time that like patience is a virtue, mm-hmm. like freaking out and trying to control everything doesn't, it doesn't help anything. <laughs> it doesn't help anything at all. Mm-hmm. I put you through hell that year yeah. just because I turned 27. I felt really bad because I just, she, there was nothing I could say that convinced, could, that could convince her that she still had ample enough time in order to have a baby. Like it wasn't the end of the world. And then, and, and then three years later when I'm just, I know all of my eggs are just dried up completely. I get pregnant on the first try. So like when I say, it was like easy, easy. You know what I mean? It just, it made me feel super ridiculous. And like, just, you know, case of point anxiety, doing what anxiety does. I was walling out for nothing. Um, and, and taking you through stuff for nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, you learn, you learn all of that. It's, it's, it's not needed. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Oh. Thank you. 
Yes, I was a, I was a, I was a mess. I was a hot mess, as you would say. I was a whole hot mess. <laughs> I did too. I know, babe. Thank you for putting up with me. Oh, well, would you say that that was probably one of the biggest hurdles you had to overcome as a couple? Is you know figuring out or balancing when was the right time to start this family, or was there some other hurdle that may have been, you know, the big one? I think there was a lot of things um, preventing us. I just, I started feeling like we needed to have much stronger family values. Like we're obsessing about growing members and, and, and adding this family, adding to this family, but like, what, what are we bringing them into? Like, what are our family values? Who are we as people really sewing into these tiny humans? Like, what are we, what are we really doing? Um, so it was just really, starting to plan and, and be intentional in how we wanted to parent all of those things before we actually started parenting that kind of held things up um, just to put things into perspective like you want all these things but what are you going to do with them when you get them hmm. we needed more of a method to mm -hmm. the madness um, and we just needed to mature some more mm -hmm. just speaking honestly we, we did um, and I think he came right when when everything was just perfect when we knew what we needed to know in order to best do this and how to best love and provide for our kids. Right. Yep. I would say so too. Definitely came when he was, we were ready. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, he came into this world in, in a way that no one else in our family has come into the world. I had my son naturally, but I had him and, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a water birth. Um, and my family was so freaked out about the method in which we chose to deliver and all of these things that we chose, we're holistic. So there was just a lot of things that we didn't get support in. I just feel like at 21, when I wanted to do that, I would have just, I would have been strong enough. I would have known it. enough. I would have given in to every little emotional, you know, outburst or directive from someone else. So yeah, we needed to mature for sure in order to do things as we intended for them to be done. Yes. I find it interesting that you mentioned that your child came when you guys were ready. And not many people can say that when it comes to children. Mm -hmm. You can prepare, you can, and I'm, as I say it as a father, I can buy the books. I can be at every, at every appointment, see the sonogram, be there for everything. But you're never, at least to me, you're never really ready. That baby comes out and life changes, you know? I was myself, or we were just a couple. Now we're this, and it's different. So to hear you say that you guys, the baby came, and okay, we're ready to go. It's an interesting dynamic because not everybody gets that. Your growth as people and as a couple allowed for you know a baby to come into this world, I guess, ready for success, ready for a good, positive life. So that's really, really good to hear. I want to ask now. You mentioned family was you know pretty good about the um, the child. Did you get any blowback from having a son? Were there people like, oh, are you going to raise him gay or anything like that? Did you get any kind of commentary like that from <laughs> friends, from anybody? Because I know there's you still can, people out there that yeah, say still people still like think that. like that. So <laughs> well, not, I wouldn't say not not from friends. Friends know us better than know to better. ever um, <laughs> say certain ridiculous things to us. But no, we did have to give grace to people who have less of an education about certain things. Right. Um, and one reason why we chose not to disclose our child's sex before 
he was born was because we didn't want all of this pressure around gender and all of these things that just didn't matter while we were caring. Um, so yeah, people didn't know what we were even having until he was born. And then um, they already knew we were planning to parent in a gender neutral manner, mm -hmm. which was something that none of us in our families had experienced, none of my friends or anything were doing. It's just something that we value. Um, so it's, it's a path that we chose um, down to what our son, you know, activities, what he, what he wears, you know, everything is neutral. Um, all of our baby shower gifts, you know, everything. Um, and even now when we shop for him, the whole, we shop the whole store. We, he doesn't have sections that belong to him. Literally everything is neutral and that will be the same for all of our children. Mm -hmm. um, so there was, I would say definitely some interesting commentary about the fact that we were having a male child um, just because of, uh, I don't know, toxic masculinity maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess like all the things um, people say male children are supposed to do and be and have and having two moms, they're just like, okay, this child is at a detriment because he doesn't have a dad or a father or a male figure, all of which is false. Um, <laughs> my child has all of these things yes. um, and two moms. Right. But you know, people, people make up their minds about things before you even can really share um, on a situation or educate them on what's going on. Um, I'm fully confident that I can raise my son to be um, an amazing human being. And I'm fully equipped to support my child in any path that they would choose in this life. Um, so it, it's, it doesn't make me feel any tight way when these things happen or, or said, it's like, a, I mean, as I would say, as Chanel would probably agree, we look at it as inevitable at this point. It happens frequently mm -hmm. enough. We're not really phased it. No, <laughs> because we are determined to do things our way at the end of the day. Um, so we, we, we do get some interesting commentary. Um, of course, that we'll I always have something to ever say. Gonna stop, but you know, we, we, we're here for all of that because, you know, we're having a you're having a conversation about things that you weren't before, you know, you had all these opinions or criticisms or whatever. Let's just, let's talk about it. I'm here for all of it. The good, the bad, because we're going to do what we want to do anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ma'am. All right. So as we kind of wind down here, I try to, um, I always try to, as I talk to people, try to get a question, just kind of get a feeling. So you both were young got together, relationship grew, and you guys are at a great point with yourselves with a, as a couple and as parents. Aside from maturity, because that seems like a really big thing with you guys, you guys matured and were able to live the lives that you have now. Is there one thing about you that changed because of this relationship? Aside from growing older and wiser, you know, being a better, you know, just being a better adult. But did each one, each one of you, did the other person change something in you that only would come about because you met that person? Yeah, she told me how to love, how to like, and how it felt to really be loved. Like, I really felt it from her. She was the first person I, like people say I love you all the time, but I really felt it with her. Um, I felt like it was mutual. I fell for her early on. Um, and she showed me how you're supposed to be when you're, when love is in the, in the air. Um, I grew up kind of like, well, she taught me how to love. That's all I can really <laughs> say. Yeah. 
she taught me how to love. And if I didn't meet her, I probably wouldn't be this soft person, softer person that I am now, because I used to be so hard as a person, just real rough around the edges, just um, carefree when it came to what I did, but like she helped me settle myself and really bring it back in um, and just love myself. Um, yeah, cause she loved me first. Like she really loved me and I felt that. Oh, you're welcome. What about you, Dine? Hmm. I would say that I'm a lot more understanding um, when it just comes to differences um, since being in a relationship with Chanel and I'm a lot more trusting. I wasn't good at either of those things before this relationship became something really prominent for me. Um, the bear trust issues, trauma, typical stuff, but you know, it just, it's not easy to trust people. I think a lot of us have issues with trust, you know what I mean? And it's just something about the way Chanel loved me, something about your brand of love that was so genuinely unconditional. It was just easy to let my guard down enough to trust that when you said things, you know, you meant them and you, you didn't want anything from me. You just wanted to be with me. You just wanted to love me. You wanted to add to what I already had. You didn't want to take anything from me. Um, and I just feel like, oh, baby, don't cry. No, I got something in my eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Chanel and I can relate a lot to one another and feeling like we've let life and people in this world take a lot from us. Um, and in this relationship, I just, I didn't have to worry about anything being stolen, you know? Like that felt like, it felt like I could breathe to be able to trust like that. And it was something I never had. And once I felt it, I just, I, I couldn't live without it. Um, and because I am a control freak and I like things my way and I get very upset when they're not my way. Um, Chanel taught me so much about just understanding and you know compromising when things aren't it's just because something's not your way doesn't mean like it's wrong. Like I was when I was 17, like if it wasn't my way, it was wrong. Period. <laughs> this is the right way because this is what works. Okay, who's on honor roll? Who's on Dean's? Like, what are y'all talking about? That was very much me. Like it's my way or it's the highway. And, that's not life. There's so much to be gained from learning more about other people's perspectives and understanding what other people are going through and having human moments with people that are different from you. And Chanel being raised so differently from me kind of like rocked my world because things that were everyday occurrences for her, I could never even conceive of. And because of that, they were bad, they were wrong. Um, so just that understanding and Having having that understanding and, and of differences made me a lot more humble um, and more empathetic, and I just think all around better person. So our, our love um, hasn't just been feel good stuff. It's been very educational for the both of us, and we're constantly still learning from one another. Yes, every single day, our conversations we it, it nothing goes to waste with us. We're <laughs> we're always we're geeks over here. So we're always learning from one another. Chanel teaches me a lot. Even though she would say I'm the brain, Chanel teaches me she a lot. She is. She teaches me. We're just learning from each other. Yep. 
That is fantastic. And I know that nobody can really see us right now. They're only listening, but I love the way you guys look at each other too. Even like the little small glances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, we've been stalking you guys on, on social media. <laughs> and if any of our listeners have fallen in love with your story and with you guys like we have, how can they keep up with you? You have anything new and interesting going on? Um, just give us a lowdown of where we are now. Well, we recently polled our followers on Instagram and asked them if they thought we should bring back YouTube videos. We did a couple YouTube videos and just kind of were like, uh, we don't know if we're going to keep doing this, but people actually want to come to find out, want to hear from us, want to see our family vlogs and our outings and like see what we're doing and hear our hot takes on stuff. So we're going to get back into it. We've agreed. We, you know, we had fun with it Um, and we like filming things. We like filming our outings. Um, So we're definitely going to get back on YouTube and and put new content on there, but we are on there. People can watch our existing videos. Um, We're Lady Boys and Baby Boy. It's L-A-D-Y-B-O-I, not Y, (laughs) B-O-I-S and Baby Boy. Um, and you can email us at that at gmail.com or Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Facebook. It's the same thing everywhere. Lady boys and baby boy. And baby boy is our two-year-old son. He's two years and three months. His name is Adonis. And for now, he is our only child. Um, and we absolutely adore him. He is our beautiful little ruler. He's the chief. Mm-hmm. He is the chief. He runs things, unfortunately. Hopefully that phases out soon, but he's two. Toddler's a terrorist. So right now he runs us. Y'all know how. Um, need to run you. Sorry to let you know. <laughs> it doesn't change. It will never change. Oh God. Um, but yeah, we're just we're super blessed um, and excited to continue to to share um, more about our lives um, because we get so inspired by the content that other families are creating, the things that we're seeing. Um, and we just want to continue to share when people tell us you know, how much the representation matters, and mm-hmm. we get like the, this amazingly beautiful. That's what touches me. messages that, of course, we keep private. We don't share them. We maybe shared one message out of all the ones we've gotten, but it's just the the things that people say about just seeing our family and right. what it means to them. It's just it's overwhelming. It's everything for me. That's what really matters. If there's one or two people out there that see us and are like, wow, you know, I could have that too. And I deserve it. And right. I freaking deserve it. I'm worthy. I'm, I'm, I'm beautiful too. They're not like better than me. No, they're the same as me. Like mm-hmm. I can have and do these things too. I, I, it just, it's so triggering when we meet people that act like we're literal unicorns because I'm looking at their beauty and I'm in awe of them. And it's just like, I, it's amazing that they don't see what we see sometimes. Like y'all, y'all aren't separate. From us like all these things are your birthright too um so that's why we just keep keep putting it out there even when we get some negativity we just keep putting it out there because people need to see it yep they need to see black love is queer too and our families are valid and thank you guys for having me oh, thank, thank you. you so much you. this has been fantastic i i feel definitely honored to have gotten a bit of the story <laughs> I do. I, I agree. It. I will say I was, you know, we're looking for people, for couples to talk to about, you know, Black love and sifting through and I happen to have found you guys. And what caught me was this, is and nobody can see it, but you guys look at each other with a real, there's such, it's palpable. I could see how much you guys love each other. There's a way that people 
love each other and you can see it because it's kind of cliche I love you whatever but you intentionally love each other mm -hmm. and there's a difference between I love you versus I'm it's an act and that's the feeling I got from you too just seeing how you guys are on Instagram and I'm sure Adonis gets the same so it is a, it is a pleasure to have spoken with you. I'm going to continue to follow you, and when YouTube gets up and running again, I'll be there. We'll be on it. But thank you, <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks for giving me your time. Oh, by all of that positivity, yes, so so much. You guys have no idea. Oh no! Keep no. doing everything you're doing, and you know, do it powerfully. Thank you. They will. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Harvey. I think we have definitely come to the conclusion today of a lot of things, but I think we could sum it up, I would say, best as love is maturing. Love is maturing. Like love that. is many things. But this good love is Black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.